Howdy folks, this is The Good Speaking. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Enjoy the gold. Do you have your multi-pass, Terry? I... Shit. Show us the multi-pass. Left in my other... Space pants. God damn, we're good at sci-fi references. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good, Hello, the Bad, and the Boys podcast, where we talk about all things good and also bad and also boys. Mm-hmm. We're your hosts. I'm Taryn. And I'm Isaac. And uh, we are diving into the vision of uh, Luke Besson. I like a the French director. The French way you you said that. <laughs> I've been uh, in Luc my head whenever Besson. I whenever I read it since his first name is L U C. I've just been thinking his name is Luck. Luck. Oh, Luck. Luck. Oh, okay. I mean, it's probably oh, way okay. wrong. It could it could be that. I do not know a <laughs> lick of French. I couldn't tell you. Mean me neither. So as us Americans pronounce it, it's. Uh, uh, Luke uh, Besson. Luke Besson. And since we're Americans, I, I think we're more than qualified <laughs> to talk about foreign people. Oh, definitely. Because uh, foreign, foreign people and foreign film. Dude, and, we and know Dan. best. So <laughs> get fucked, France. Y- y- yes. <laughs> Surrender. Like you always do. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> fifth element. That's what we're talking the about. Fifth today. element is what we're here to talk about. Not fifth to, element. Not to yes. bully French people. We're here to <laughs> no, actually. No. Uh, we're here to praise the French. So come on back, listener. We are. French listener. Yes. We come are. On. Yeah, French person. We don't um, want to, you know, alienate our. Oh God, that was a lack of a better term. Our <laughs> French audience. Um, <laughs> But hey, we're talking about aliens, so it's fine. We're talking about aliens. Um, yeah, you all are. <laughs> You're aliens, so see, we're talking about you guys. That's right. Yeehaw! Look, look how inclusive we are. Very inclusive. Yeehaw! We are. All right. Anyways, God bless America. <laughs> South America. You know, uh, it, yeah. Luke Besson, Luke Besson. I don't fucking know how you say it. Was uh, or something described? I saw in some some back in the '90s and '80s during his earlier films, like right before the Fifth Element came out. He was described as the most American French director. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Wow. Okay. So here we are really branching out into uh, (laughs) the most American director in France. Yeah. But, you know, we have to give ourselves credit. We we, we, uh, went into the artist, you know, so we have a little taste, if you can say. (laughs) Also produced by American... Uh, all right. Anyway, USA. Yeah. <laughs> so the Fifth Element. USA <laughs> came out in uh, Fifth Element. Yes, nineteen ninety-seven. The year I was born. The same year I was unfortunately born. Here we yeah. are. Existence. Here we are. Existence, and what better to exist alongside this movie? I definitely grew up with this film, although I'm not sure I'm supposed to grow up on this film, but 
It is definitely know. a cult classic. Uh, <laughs> I didn't raise your kid on the fifth element. I don't know. The fifth element. That explains yeah. it. Raised on Star Wars and fifth element. Mm. So very sci-fi heavy in my household. Yeah, Fifth Element. Um, have you have you seen this? You haven't seen this movie beforehand. I right? had not Until... seen the Fifth Element prior to uh, prior to watching it for this review, and gotcha. I was I was very what pleasantly you think about it. <laughs> well, I uh, I was surprised by it. I'm um, I hadn't really because Luke Besson he uh, I'd seen I think this was the only one of his that I've seen. Yeah, because his other ones like the professional. Um, I think I've seen parts of, and the messenger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those. <laughs> and I actually watched Valerian oh, okay. <laughs> before I watched. Or no, I watched Fifth Element first. Oh, gotcha. No, I yeah, thank God, I watched Fifth Element first. Uh, Valerian and the City oh, yeah. of a Thousand Get a Planets taste of it. is the movie we talk about on Thursday. Yes, and I have seen Lucy. Which I I liked with Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Lucy, have you seen that? Oh, one? okay. I have not seen that yet. Yeah, uh, is that when her like mind gets opened up to ninety yeah. percent like or whatever? Yeah, it's accessing a hundred percent of the human brain. That was pretty good. It yeah. gets really okay, really trippy towards the end. And I like the uh, I like cool. the high concept sci fi stuff. And uh, you know, it surprisingly reminded me of a movie we talked about last month, The Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It was like a much better. It, yeah, it definitely has that Chronicles yeah. of Riddick, like a way it has better. that epicness. Yeah. Yeah. Space opera vibes for mm-hmm. sure. It's you know it's it yeah it's definitely high concepts you know the 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 whole idea of of a big you know looming threat and you have to use all the powers of life and the elements to defeat it. So you know it's got like you know definitely got the chosen one Riddick vibes. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh... Was was not what we liked about Riddick, but it definitely <laughs> applies to this movie. It worked much better in this one, and the setting as well, and just the way it's um, the way it's shown, like the big sweeping shots. Mm. What's it called? The dolly zoom uh, effect, I mm. believe, when she looks out over the city, um, and we see oh, okay. her, uh, Mila Jovovich from Resident Evil. She plays Lilo in this movie. And uh, the first time she gets a look at, you know, the 23rd century New York City and uh, we see her position in the frame remain the same. And then the whole city, it almost looks like it's zooming out, but she's she stayed the same. That's the dolly zoom. So the camera, I believe. Oh, that's kind of cool. Backs out and zooms in at the same time or vice versa. So it kind of uh, provides, a, I don't know, a sense of grandiose. Yeah, or... sort of. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. to get that sense of scale and larger whatnot. scale, yeah, yeah. So that okay. larger in life nice. vibe that it had, I like that a lot about it. And that is actually has and to there's do plenty with, of those uh, shots. A cinematic movement in France, which I did more research oh, on shoot. than I probably should have. And I'm also nice. going to okay. <laughs> butcher the Amazing. name of called Cinéma du Loup. If we haven't already butchered the director, the French director's name on this, uh, there's no hope. (laughs) But it was uh, was a film movement in the 80s and 90s. It was called, it came to be referred to as The Look by um, French critics. Mm. And it was uh, just like very stylized and dramatized visual styles. (laughs) What a a name for it. The Look. The Look. (laughs) That's very specific. Yeah. It wasn't too common in 
in France, I think, is um, kind of not in America. America, uh, especially during the Golden Age and like a little after that, mm. um, in like the 20th century filmmaking, it wasn't until like the 70s that began to branch out more. But oh, they were nice. they were pretty stern on their their techniques. You know, you the lighting all right. If anything's off, then your movie's shitty. Got to have backlight. Got to have you know enough to make it flush. It really was just sort of checking all the boxes to make it look realistic. And the the look, as it's called, nice. was focused more on like style over substance. Like the story, the way the story is told is kind of more important than the story. Really, just sort of flexing oh, gotcha. your yeah cinematic language. Yeah, which uh, yeah, that that definitely helps a lot yeah. with yeah with movie and and storytelling in that yeah it's almost yeah it's the execution is the, you know you can have a, a really good idea and stuff but if it's just not executed correctly like we will see with the Thursday's <laughs> Valerian you know yeah mm-hmm. it's that's that's kind of cool yeah it's uh it definitely definitely helps the look focuses less on doing a good thing right and more on just doing like a whatever thing really good like it doesn't matter <laughs> what the story is you just make it yeah. really engaging visually i'd say like that is a perfect um description for this for this film really yeah and it fits because this film is really whack just <laughs> the the whole plot of it the plot is very kind of weird it's, it's like it's, fucking it's very flash basic, yeah. gordon ass and it happens the same in valerian too on thursday despite it mm-hmm. i don't know from what i read the critics the other films being a little more progressive tonally, usually about like young couples against the grain, forbidden love, lots of themes of like oh, femininity. Yeah. I think I butchered that word as well, and and the like. <laughs> probably probably some sort of statement that the only two films of those to become popular in America are the two that <laughs> don't really adhere to those <laughs> <laughs> principles of right. the movement, the Fifth Element and Valerian. <laughs> but. That's for another day. That's a. I would describe another discussion, but yeah, the visual style of Cinema du Luc as like a like it's like a Guy Ritchie movie, kind of like that. They got the Sherlock Holmes, the the King Arthur one that he put out. What's the other one? Oh, yeah, I bring yeah. it up often. Uh, is it the Gentleman? Is that is that a Guy Ritchie um, one? Maybe. I feel like it might be. It well, was maybe not. Um, know, the Spy one with Henry Cavill. Man from Uncle. It's kind of like that. Oh, Man where from it's, Uncle. Okay. Yeah, it's all about style, and I think that that is pretty well encapsulated in the Fifth Element. It is very outlandish, over the top, stylish, yeah. and you know, practical effects. The the nineteen ninety seven <laughs> CG, which they they luckily yes. use as sparingly as possible, and right. and you know, costumes, even performances, which I, we all know what performances we're talking about in this one. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so I'd put it like it's a little more artsy than like a Guy Ritchie is the intended style. Not quite like a like a Zack Snyder opera put to screen up your own ass kind of style, but a step below that. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit more, I don't know, in, in intelligent ideas placed into this and how they, you know, how Besson executes this story. Mm-hmm. How Besson envisioned this fifth element world, uh, he began writing the script uh, when he was 16, and didn't film it until he was 38. So that tells you something, you know. You don't have to. You gotta do it right away. Do your projects, I guess, right away. I believe that's you what know, um, we'll get to him eventually. <laughs> Chris Nolan did with with Inception. Oh, really? I think I watched Inception with my fiance, and she told me about it. She read it or something. But yeah, it was before he made Dark Knight okay. Rises. He had the idea for Inception. He's like, you know, I'm not good oh, enough wow. to make this. <laughs> So he made the Dark Knight trilogy <laughs> or something yet. or something else and then made it. Oh, okay, cool. 
So he had to kind of take the steps to prove himself or to get ready, prepare himself. Yeah, not only to hone the craft, but to, you know, prove that you can pull off a real weird concept like that. Yeah, which is inspiring to us artists out there. Like, I have a few, like, scripts in mind and some ideas, but, you know, for what (laughs) what I have access to right now, I'm definitely not going to be able to execute them yet, but hopefully in the future. So, yeah, I guess I have till I'm 38 to get those done. <laughs> Until 38. But, uh, <laughs> so a, a little inspiring, I guess. So you don't you don't have to do these projects right away. But, yeah, you just hone in your craft and then finally tell your story. If I haven't made a movie Actually. by 38, <laughs> I'm just going to get into porn. <laughs> I'll just make that, you know. <laughs> I suppose so. Just be the camera guy at the porno. <laughs> just the camera <laughs> hey get paid a lot of money for it I guess but anyways uh, fifth element um, but yeah so he, he had uh, some interesting concepts uh, for like the main character um, even the the fifth element Lilo I guess he described her as like the sand girl who has beauty of youth a sand Despite being girl, two thousand years old. Yeah, it's like some sand girl, which I think he recycles in Valerian with the bubbles character. She like turns into sand at the end. She's like, oh, Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, Rihanna's character. I think he recycled that. Okay, the movie did start out in ancient Egypt. Well, it was like a, did, yeah. a temple or whatever. Oh yeah, with the it was yeah yeah where they put all the elements together and. Lilo was made, she was like cloned. Um, so I don't know what kind of like American history textbook ass sand girl they had in that suit of armor <laughs> before, where an ancient Egyptian woman looks like Mila Jonovich. <laughs> Ginger Mila yeah, Jonovich. That's, that's, that is such a great point. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I guess they got the ethnicity wrong. Um, yeah, well, it, it probably shouldn't even look human either, but. I don't know. Probably look like sand. <laughs> yeah, sand girl. Sand girl. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> in 1991, that's when he had having his sights set on uh, creating this film. He went to some French comics uh, creator Jean Girard. Probably butchered that. <laughs> um, but he had a Western comic series around the time of like Stan Lee and and whatnot. Um, Blueberry was his name. This anti-hero old west. His name was was Blueberry. Yeah, Blueberry. That sounds yes. exactly like what a French interpretation. It's an anti-hero French of an old yeah, west of, American hero would be an old west. Yeah, so he went to him, and then also Jean Claude Mezeres. I probably butchered that too. Same uh, style as well, illustrator. You know, uh, '60s comic writer. Oh, he's he's the one who created Valerian, or sorry, Valerian and Laureline. That was the oh, yeah, comic, the graphic novel, comic, whatever. Hmm. Right, yeah. So he he went to those two artists at the time for the film's production design, hmm. which you know, looking at the Fifth Element, uh, it, it's definitely like you said, very Flash Gordon, very Marvel esque, I guess you could say, of like those Jack Kirby nineteen sixties like weird far out, yeah, space adventures, space comics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Fifth Element really plays along with that, and it was cool that he got. You know these these two creators. 
I could see the, the comic influence in the shoulder pads of yeah, every costume, bit. except for Bruce yeah. Willis's. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just wears a wife beater. Oh, gosh, what was it? The uh, the Mon- Mondashawans or whatever? The uh, Oh, like the bad guy aliens? Like the big bulky. Yeah. The race that's like safeguarding the temple, the fifth element temple. Mm-hmm. It's like huge, big, bulky turtle looking things. So very far out. I was just talking about Chris Tucker's costume. <laughs> that was weirder than any of the. This is every scene that Chris Tucker's in. Yeah. What a time. Exactly. Yeah, that was a little, a little crazy. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's yes, a cool connection. A little production designs from them. Um, and yeah, it looks like they were trying to. Yeah, so they definitely approached Bruce Willis at the time and even Mel Gibson as well. Mel Gibson. Which I, I guess either. Actors could work for the role, I suppose. I just uh, at the time. I, I can't not picture Bruce Willis in this role now. I don't know if it's a little jarring yeah. to me because this was like Is he it, had yeah. hair the year I was born. I just he's like Morgan Freeman. Like you know, you always assume Bruce Willis is bald <laughs> like his whole life. It's like Morgan right. Freeman. He's like you just think he's old, <laughs> like since since he was ten true. or something. That's that's so true. Yeah, I guess he was blonde. He like what a... the fuck. He was. I guess we see his. This is the biggest reveal of all time. Yeah, this is, that's the reveal. Bruce Willis is a blonde. That's history. <laughs> that is history. Yeah. He he did express interest in it, and Gibson turned down the role. But then production stopped in 1992, um, because no one was willing to take the hundred million dollar budget. That's what Besson was ah uh, pitching. What was the uh the final budget of this film? The final budget was $90 million, so he had to do a couple rewrites of the scripts mm. and everything. And luckily, The Professional was released in 1994 that he worked on with Gary Oldman, was the star in that, too. Nice. So he just, like, recycled <laughs> Gary Oldman <laughs> to come play in The Fifth Element, which he said that Gary Oldman was definitely, like, the top five actors in the world, which I I, I think I agree with him on a little bit of that. Maybe, like, top ten, at least. He's, he's good. Gary Oldman's pretty good. He's he's so diverse in all his roles. Mm-hmm. And, stuff and fifth element is no exception <laughs> oh yeah this is not this. when you said gary oldman was in it as like an evil businessman i pictured like a lex Luthor <laughs> yeah. type not like a jesse eisenberg you know hipster lex no. Luthor type or like a like a king zorg is yeah he's a more, is much more eccentric just unstable, <laughs> unstable. He's, he's almost like a brat oh only kid for uh, sure <laughs> only kid so you know he's just a brat just playing with his toys how many uh how many only kids we got in the in the audience right now? Did we get a show of hands. <laughs> Raise your hands. We see okay, you. Now unsubscribe. Thanks. <laughs> unsubscribe. You Zorg sympathizers. <laughs> yeah, big Tony Stark energy. Yeah, oh, definitely. Evil Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Hilarious performance. Yeah, uh, Columbia Pictures ended up after the professional. Now that it was a commercial success, they said, "All right, well, we'll do the Fifth Element for you for ninety million. Bruce Willis, he was he expressed interest in the role, but you know because the production stopped, he was like, okay, whatever. But um, I guess he was in one of the production office of Columbia uh, Pictures, and one of the the office uh, personnel heads was talking to Willis about it just to just to say hello and stuff, and and about another production that Col- Columbia Pictures was doing, and then they told him that you know Fifth Element is going to go ahead. And we're going to go with a less expensive actor. Oh. And Willis was like, well, if I like the film, we can always come to arrangements. So. <laughs> no, 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 give me the script. And then Willis liked the script. So he's like, yep, I'm going to gonna go on. Mm. So, yeah. And, you know, then they got yeah Gary Oldman, Mila Jovovich, which I guess 
Besson left his wife for Mila Jovovich during this. And his wife played the diva opera singer. Oh, like no. I didn't know that. Blue. Yeah. So he left her for <laughs> Jovovich. And he, he was married to Jovovich during this, right? That's like her thing is whatever movie she's in. She's having oh, to I be guess married so. to the director. <laughs> this I suppose. I'm not sure. Resident Evil. Maybe that's her climb up, you know, climbing the ladder, the corporate ladder to her marriage. No, I respect I the hustle. She's doing. If I could marry I stardom, respect it. <laughs> Because Paul W.S. Anderson, Anderson is the current. I believe he did the Resident Evils, and he also did this awful uh, Monster Hunter movie that came out last year starring Mila Jovovich. Oh, oh which one was that? The movie is called Monster Hunter. It's like the one based off oh, the Monster game. Hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Huge gotcha. flop from what Interesting. I've heard. We'll have to do a video game. Is there a, is that like a PlayStation game? That is a PlayStation game. Something? Japanese as fuck. It's about monsters. That makes sense. I played the first level of the makes new sense one. Sense that Jovovich would be in a video game. Could get like cat slaves. Anyway, yeah, Mila okay. Jovovich video game movies. Interesting. That her husband's yep. Directs. That's that's her thing, I guess. And yeah, and wow, all right. <laughs> Paul S. <laughs> Anderson. He, yeah, he likes doing trying trying for those video game adaptations. <laughs> yep. Interesting. Yeah. All right, time. Jovovich. We see you. We see you. But I thought she was <laughs> just pretty good in this. I liked your performance. She's definitely yeah, was cool. Um, was like she was speaking action. that divine language. Oh yeah. I, I think Besson wrote like 400 words for and stuff. He's like trying to be, become like a Tolkien himself. I guess I don't know. But it was cool. <laughs> it's you like know, adds adds Riddick to the world building of with the Riddick lore. <laughs> yeah. You know, Vin Diesel is even like Bruce Willis for Riddick yeah. too. Chronicles of Riddick. He uh, was also well, he was bald in that Bruce Willis somehow has fucking hair. Who knew? But he also <laughs> took a pay cut. He was going to get two million dollars to be in the Fast and Furious three or two, and said he got paid like two hundred fifty thousand to be Riddick again <laughs> in that box office <laughs> flop. Wow, good choices on his oh, behalf. Can't have them all, but you know, yeah, I can't have them all. I guess fun, but yeah, this uh, this film was filmed in the 007 stage 007 in london so yeah most of this was filmed in london he wanted to film it in france but Mm. couldn't couldn't find the necessities for it also the royal opera house too that was filmed during the diva song and ah i could see that yeah they call it royal opera house yet uh it's not in america so i've never heard of it oh (laughs) i've never (laughs) europeans think they're people europeans Got him. So, what did you like about the Fifth Element in your in your professional opinion? It doesn't matter if it was a commercial success. What did it make? Like four, no, it doesn't matter. Three, four times as much money as the budget was. Nobody cares. What matters is what the boys think. What matters is our opinions. Yeah, and our opinions alone. Our educated okay. opinions. We as are cultured. We are the Fifth Element. Worldly Americans. Of pop culture <laughs> <laughs> reviews. Okay. Be afraid. Be afraid. But yeah, no, I I love this film. It's a cult classic. It's it's such a cool world. That's that's my favorite part about the Fifth Element and even Valerian is just the world building the behind lore. it. Just all the alien, the lore, the lore, the always lore. the lore. This is a lore channel after all. That's what we talk about <laughs> it is absolute. But yeah, no, I, I I just love the setting. I love the practicality of it, and it's it's a good blend of CGI and you know practical effects. And, you know, it just plays back on that star wars-esque mm. you know production and i don't know it's just it's very uh doctor who vibes is what i get from it it's just like a weird high wacky concepts that are just thrown into the mix of like these ordinary everyday people 
They kind of just get involved in some of these epic space opera grand schemes. So I, I, I just like that yeah, idea. I would and, agree with that setting. And, and you know, it, it doesn't take that seriously either, you know. And it, it, again, like we said, just the execution-wise, you know, he the substance, you know, the whole story is very basic, but it's, again, the style behind yeah. it, it. It's so funny. I, I don't know really what genre this is. I, mean, I don't, It's sci-fi, yeah. <laughs> it's comedy, it's, it's a whole blend it's of like different yeah, genres. a lot of the humor is very slapstick, but it's also not. I wouldn't call it a kids' movie. <laughs> That's for sure. No, definitely not. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have watched this at you know age ten. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what genre I classified. Probably yeah, like a space epic, like a sci-fi epic. Um, and it knows that it's not. You know, the plot is very very run of the mill. Yeah, quest. What is the villain called? It's like literally called the Great Evil or something, and it's a big fucking yeah, fireball. Great, yeah, it's it's very nameless, very vague. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's just this giant planet. Yeah, Mila Jovovich thing. beats it by shooting a laser beam out of herself into the sky, and then that's it. And that's yeah, and, it's, yeah. and then it knows it's, it's, it's like literally a. a <laughs> it's a good guy Death Star. Yeah, laser, good guy Death Star. At the end. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and the movie knows that this isn't serious. It knows it's not what yeah. it's going for. And that takes it back to the, whatever the fuck it's called. The look is what it's called. Mm-hmm. The look. The cinema dialogue. Was that racist? <laughs> we I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the if that's look cultural. Is that it's the style over the substance. It knows that it has just enough plot and, and world building to engage you and string you along and then it's the presentation of that i think is what's turned this movie into the the cult classic that it is now just, absolutely yeah, not terrible cg for 1997 no yeah i mean of course it's you know anything in the 90s is gonna look dated now yeah but it's like, no jurassic yeah, park for what it was it's, for 90 yeah, million dollars i guess it wasn't not terrible yeah especially for how grand the, the scale the is for everything right and i i don't know i i think it's i think the comedy really works it's just really funny wacky comedy it's almost like looney tunes in a way of where it's it's just very slapstick or i don't know it, just a lot of things happen that are like with her whole epic fight scene or like fight scene against the mangladors or whatever and <laughs> she 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 like she like punches she like draws back her fist oh, punches yeah. one and then punches the I other. I think that happens twice. Yeah, it's just... On the wind up, she knocks out one of them and then knocks out yeah, another on one. And then it cuts to the stunt She's double the fifth element doing after eight somersaults and then cuts back and she hits him with the Matrix get over here hand gesture. Yeah. And yeah, but it was it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Was it was fun. You know, I I I enjoy the style of it. I think it's fun. It's not it's not taking itself too seriously um and yeah again the performance are great gary oldman is great as always that whole zorg just the, his philosophy on life of he just wants chaos you know mm-hmm. without chaos life is meaningless he's the he's the lib right hero yeah he's the lib- <laughs> exactly he, he really is um <laughs> i guess he would be on the political he, yeah move. just an evil libertarian uh-huh. business is booming <laughs> and the business is chaos that's right. And he also is strung along with, you know, the evil planet. The evil planet is kind of manipulating him, too. Mm-hmm. Which, the evil planet, like, there's some really, like, intense scenes, even with the evil planet. Just, like, how intense it is to whoever, like, views it or is in contact oh, with it. They yeah. start, like, sweating blood. 
you know they have like that whole garden of gethsemane jesus sweating blood thing <laughs> it's, it's intense you know it's like it oh, is yeah that is like a little out of a pocket intense sequence it reminded me of like uh the end of raiders of the lost ark where we watch the nazis faces get melted off this is freaking, it was like a yeah, fun campy adventure and then scary. you're just like what the fuck for two minutes and then it goes and it's just like a gruesome like <laughs> massacre <laughs> then it just gets just really before your eyes grisly and you're like what happened to my adventure like a little fun yeah 1930s adventure series <laughs> and then back to it and then back into it yeah, yeah exactly so it's it's fun again another another blend of of uh you know just tone and, and and genres and stuff you know bruce willis isn't the worst in this I, I don't know bruce willis he's not he's not the best there is ever, a but we we should do in like a, a little series on this but there is a stark difference between a movie Bruce Ooh. Willis is interested in and a movie he is not interested in. I would say it is even <laughs> worse than Ben Affleck. You can tell oh, wow. when Ben Affleck doesn't want to be in a movie, but you can really that tell true. when Bruce Willis really doesn't want to be in a movie. does not care. He's had a few like straight-to-TV <laughs> ones that came out within the last, uh, the last oh, few wow. years. And there are times where you can tell that it's his stunt double in like just a conversational scene. Like he just couldn't be fucked to show up to the set. They had him do like a voiceover and post. That is how little he cares. Yikes. It's like a different looking bald guy. <laughs> and they just has his back turned <laughs> to the camera. But if he, you know, and he was willing to take a pay cut for this one. So I think he was interested in the fifth element. And when he wants to, yeah, so. the charm is there. He, he did remind me of like a, you know, futuristic taxi cab driving Bugs Bunny, especially when he gets mugged at his door <laughs> and he convinces yeah, right. the guy to like turn his safety on and then he just <laughs> steals his gun from him, from the just guy who's mugging it. him. Yeah. That was, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those, yeah, even when he's like storing the general in the fridge and stuff and like storing, <laughs> just, you know, Lilo, you know, just to hide him from <laughs> just other superiors. Yeah, just cheeky shit uh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I was just... And I think he sold it. He just opens the fridge and they're frozen almost to death. <laughs> but then they're finding the next scene. Um, <laughs> that was that was a little weird, but uh, but yeah, you know, it was, it, yeah, exactly. It's it's fun, cheeky things like that. Ian Holm too. Bilbo Baggins is in it. Oh yeah, uh, he does a great job as like this like stuttery, nervous like priest, mm-hmm. like religious you know monk trying to I don't know the old sort of this, I, I guess wizened the, figure. Yeah, the sage character. In this sage classical yeah, tale, to to kind of give you the exposition on what what's going on and and why this all matters. Someone's got to break. And it yeah, back. he's great. He's funny too. <laughs> he's he's got good comedic timing too. I mm-hmm. everyone really does in this in this film. Yeah, I think the chemistry between everyone is all is all very good. It's pretty good. Bruce Willis and Joe, especially after watching Valerian after this, like when there's chemistry <laughs> between the two leads and they can like play off each other, especially in sort of like a sci-fi you know, action comedy like this one, it is the, the difference mm. is palpable as opposed to that one. It's the lead chemistry in Valerian, it like ruins the movie. <laughs> the two It does. <laughs> it's it's unforgivable. Yeah. But Oof. this one yeah. is pretty but good. This... I, I, yeah. If I don't no, notice bad. how bad it is, I again, it's like Howard the Duck. There are things you just take for granted <laughs> when you're watching movies that you just right. don't appreciate until you've seen just how bad it can get. Just how bad things can can truly be. Yeah. The great evil itself. Oh yeah. So if I don't, if I don't notice things that just really make you start sweating blood, I guess. If it's not noticeably, <laughs> just like Howard the Duck. Yeah, so Howard the Duck would make me sweat blood. I I pissed blood after that. <laughs> It had to be cleansed from my system. What I saw needed to go through my kidneys to get out of my body is how just sickening it was. 
It was one of those dark the ones, great too. Howard, the great Eve. Like, takes a while. Oh, God. You're just sitting there. You get bored when with how long end. you're standing there. You get bored with how long you're just standing there pissing. Oh, God. Anyways. Anyway, if you want some more information about uh, my pissing habits, email us. But otherwise, uh, was there anything you didn't like in The Fifth Element? Uh, didn't like. Um, I think, I don't know. Um, I think about, like, after the halfway mark, I guess the pacing went a little weird and wonky. Yeah, a little bit. When they got to, um, what's his name? Like the... I don't even know oh, what he is. Like the Ruby Rods, Ru- Ru- yeah, Ruby, yeah, Ruby Rod. That, yeah. that one takes a little detour. That there. that character, yeah, that was uh, that pacing uh, wise took a detour. Wacky. <laughs> I like the uh, the twenty third century like RuPaul <laughs> vibe. Yeah, RuPaul Prince. You know, yeah, yeah, Space Prince. Space Prince. Yeah, I think that's just as it's different yeah. eccentric as you'd expect someone with that amount of just luxury to be That's true he has the whole yeah, entourage luxury, uh, technology yeah technology there's a dude to put the cigarette in his mouth and there's a dude to light it <laughs> like it's yeah <laughs> and then there's like three other personnel to just give him the opinions he needs on his yeah i don't know it's, it's just funny. yeah that amount of lavish lifestyle i you know if i was living his life i don't think i'd be too different it's like the it's like I the guess, vampire yeah. fetish you know you, you cringe <laughs> at it but really can you judge? Cringe, but would you be any different? Can you judge? In yeah, in the same situation, would you be any different? If you were too? in this space drag prince's shoes, would you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you be normal? I don't think so. That's that's a good point. I guess we'll have to add space celebrity fanfic to our yeah, roster. To the roster for the special minisodes. I think um minisodes. an episode like a ASMR episode. Where we just butcher oh. the names of of French entertainment tycoons, actors, directors, <laughs> that writers. Would be great. It's just us whispering like Jean Claude, Jean Claude, Gerard. we, yeah, just that. ASMR <laughs> star. Yep, that's that's a that's a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, I would fall asleep right to the sounds of that. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Yep. Rough day at work. You I just guess that's what we specialize. You go in the that, back you know, and put in so. your headphones and. Just croissant. Just it'll just start sounding like parcel tongue at that. At that pretty much. I'm. I honestly. (laughs) I don't think I'm doing ASMR right. I'm saying it like I'm a fucking Nazgul. Like that's how I whisper. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's how you're supposed to do ASMR. (laughs) Voldemort. Wow. But I would agree that the pacing, like uh, this entire five minutes of this episode, it takes a little detour. Kind of. Yeah slows down a bit yeah and i would say like bruce willis's character it's not the worst written character but it's he's definitely a little lackluster and it's very uh, how he is Um, i I think the taxi cab action hero yeah definitely plays on his type but you know i think the whole thing about um him being a taxi driver and you know he's he's just one of many in 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 this, uh, you know, big metropolis of future New York, and yeah. you know, and then he gets swept up in in a big epic scale. He reactivates the fifth element through love, <laughs> which is kind of forced. I don't think. I don't know. Their love. It <laughs> was like a main between them. a main thing. Is their their love story, which yeah, I guess I yeah. wasn't abundantly sold on. Uh, yeah, not not necessarily. And then you know they try to humanize too Bruce Willis with his mom calling every five minutes, which was kind of funny. 
you know, he, he made him a little down to earth while also being an ex, you know. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be a Bruce Copper Bruce Willis character if he wasn't an ex yeah. special forces major. <laughs> oh, of course, you have, you'd have to less. have to do that. That's that's in his contracts every time. Yeah, he has he to be. Won't do a film he, unless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has to be ex special. Won't take the role. Exactly. So, but yeah, so I I get the attempts to humanize him, but he, I I think he's the least interesting character out of all of them. But really good action. I mean, it, like that whole um, opera house shootout was really exciting with the Mangladors or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's funny too. Zorg and and the main characters never actually meet up in the entire film, which is an interesting thing. I don't know. They never face Zorg ever. Just blows himself up. I yeah, and I never really thought about that. Or the Mangladors blow him up. Regular yeah. peasant Mangladors sets different. off suicide bomb, blows him up. <laughs> yeah, blows him up, and he never sees the heroes oh, ever cool. again. And they just steal a ship after. They're like, all right, <laughs> so. thanks, weird-looking business guy. We have no idea who you are. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So it's weird. I know. I know he's like the puppeteer. You know, he's pulling the strings with the Mangladors, but then the Mangladors branch off, try to do their own thing. So I'm like. Is Zorg even, you know, important after the Mangladors start rebelling against him? I'm not sure, but, uh, but I, but I do like that he's attached and influenced by the chaos of the great. Maybe they evil. Him and Bruce Willis were meant to be foils of one another, both cogs in the wheel of this metropolis, skittering towards disaster. Oh, there were a lot of, uh, from what I was reading about the look, a lot of uh, countercultural, <laughs> pretty Libby themes. Which are sort of embodied in um Yeah, pretty prominent. Well, is countercultural in that, I was I'm sorry, in the Valerian comics, it's hella Libby, like anti authority. Oh, gotcha. Anti establishment. Which oh, is yeah. seen a little bit in the movie, yeah. mostly through Loreline's character. But yeah, I could see him, you know, Bruce Willis he breaks out of his role as regular taxi driver and does the right thing. Gary Oldman, despite all his yeah. power, is yet another cog in the wheel, as he is being puppet mastered by the big spooky uh, fireball and he, he nice. sees it through yeah. to well, that's a that's a good demise. It's a very good point. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah, they are foils of each other. That's cool. I like it. Nice. No matter the Didn't status think about that. The establishment has no us all heading towards doom. I I suppose so. Yeah. We need a need a fifth element to get out of our capitalistic nightmare. I don't know. <laughs> what would our fifth element be in 21st century America, the only century. nation that matters? America. Trump. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God Emperor Donald as the fifth element? Yes, he is the fifth element. Nice. Well, <laughs> let us know what well, you think the other four elements are. Our podcast is done. <laughs> it's done. What, uh, what do we need to combine with Donald Trump to save the world? <laughs> Yes. Let us know. Let us know. We'll be posting a poll in the uh, in the Facebook page. What elements to combine with Donald element. J. Trump? <laughs> uh, I would say one of them would be nuclear codes. Nuclear codes. Okay. Nuclear codes. Twitter. Um, Twitter. That's a good one. Um, maybe toupee. A toupee and a Michael Bay movie. Michael Bay movie. Yeah. Yes. Independence Day. Something Namely like Armageddon. That. Armageddon into yeah, Armageddon. That's a good one. <laughs> or Trump's favorite movie, Air Force. Birth of a Nation. <laughs> I mean Air Force One. Birth of Thank Birth you so much for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> God bless America. Fucking bless us. Everyone. Go watch the fifth element. 
And, uh, God, I mean, Super you could good. watch Valerian to prepare for Thursday's episode. You could. If you like, if you you like just, cool sci-fi uh, world, just skip the, um, just skip all the parts where the main characters are on screen, and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, just skip that, yeah. and it'll be really cool great to time. watch. And, yeah, Fifth Element, great cult classics. If you have any other cult classics to recommend for our podcast, let us know. Let us know. If there's any more Luke Besson, Besson films that you recommend... Please let us know. I think I'm going to go watch the, uh, I'll probably watch The Professional after this. I think it's on a list of movies I, so. I should watch. You should check out Lucy. Lucy's pretty good too. Lucy, yeah. Lucy and The Professional. Lucy and The Professional. Give those a, a looky. A look. Nice. Is that a, is that a joke on the guy's name? <laughs> oh. A little look. No. no. Lucky. A, lo- <laughs> a little look. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. For more right. of the well. Luke analysis from the boys, be sure to turn in Thursday for Valerian and the City of a Thousand Worlds, and then also every Monday and Thursday where you will be able to see boys content. If you want to see boys, yes. tune in. Of age boys. Of age yes. boys, tune in. All right, thank you for listening. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Howdy, y'all. This is Terran, a.k.a. The Bad. Thank you for tuning in to our new program. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't get dysentery. Now, everybody pretend that I rode off into the sunset. Bye now.